Hey, good people in podcast land. Welcome to Convene, a conversation series dedicated to connecting the creative community in Toronto. I'm your host, Chris Penrose, and this 16-part series is about the music ecosystem between Montreal and Toronto. This edition of Convene is supported by Factor Canada. On this episode, I speak with DJ Pop-Tart, who is an Indigenous DJ and artist from the Mohawk Nation of Ganawake. She started her DJ career in 2015 and began her radio show, Pop-Tart's Playhouse, in 2018 on Ganawake's K1037. Pop-Tart's Playhouse is now in a live stream format and incorporates visual art and new themes every week. The first question I have for you is how you would describe your role in the music industry in your city. Sure. Um, So my role in the music industry in Montreal, so I'm a performer, I'm a DJ and an Indigenous artist. And I'm currently working on making that big final step into becoming a producer. It's been a few years now and um, always been a goal of mine to create my own music. So that's where I'm at right now. And what about your journey so far has made you feel like the producer is the next step for you? At first, um, I started off doing more visual arts. So I had no idea I would actually start any kind of music career. Um, It was really once I started going to events and and experience the culture of uh, Montreal shows and festivals and art exhibits, I knew that I could connect everything together. And that essentially became my inspiration to start putting a musical aspect into my art and it's been a really fun journey Um, it's something that I'm so grateful to have discovered and uh, it's a really fun and interesting journey Um, also discovering things about myself and uh, my culture and as well as the city that I that I call home. That's interesting that as an individual, you've, you know, started with visual arts and and added music to that and found a way to build those out together. Um, Because it's in music overall, like we're seeing this merging of the visual arts world, like on the grand scale, you look at like a designer like as Devlin, who's designing stages for Beyonce and Drake and The Weeknd and Um, bringing those, you know, Kanye, bringing those immersive art experiences into the performance aspect and and into videos and stuff. So it's kind of cool to hear that being a part of your individual journey as we as we're seeing on a kind of grand industry scale, those those realms getting folded into each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was studying communications and media, um, media art and just the grand scale of communications and kind of the umbrella that covers, you know, exactly. There's 
you know, the technical side and so many, you know, possibilities for just, you know, communications and media and art. And it's so interesting how they're all connected and how they uh, support each other. Absolutely. And, and I wonder, is there something about Montreal and just like the surrounding area that has made that experimentation and that growth, that journey that you've described especially possible? Definitely. Montreal has been probably the biggest inspiration um, in my artistic uh, aesthetic and even wanting to uh, pursue music. Um, so I actually live in Gahnawage, which is a Mohawk community, which is um, on a good day, I can be in downtown Montreal in about 10 minutes. Um, oh. And coming from, uh, you know, a, a smaller community where, you know, everyone really knows each other. Um, and of course, being influenced by my culture and you know, music and, and dance and everything that I've grown up with. And then being an adult and studying communications and even just being inspired by street art. And when I would go into the city to study every, everything around me, I just grew so much um, love and appreciation for the street art, everything I was seeing essentially mm -hmm. was this like an open door for, for so many possibilities. I really take so much inspiration from everything that I experience and that, um, and that I see. So it was, it was so beneficial for my growth, um, especially being, you know, someone who was, uh, like a young adult in a very important time in my life. Um, so it really, shaped me into uh, into an artistic person um also being such a fan of art and i think also uh the resources i mean there's so many festivals and exhibits it's it really puts you in a space where you have so many things that you can you can get into and enjoy that dynamic is also that you shared is, is really rare to be able to have that, you know, small community feel and, and a place that you have such deep roots to in such proximity to the uh, city where there's so much happening, as you mentioned, like the festivals, the street art and just all those dynamics and being able to to have those that are in some place, some ways, like on a good day, as you said, 10 minutes away, but in another way also um, offer such like different experiences. It's yes. I'm so, so grateful, um, for, you know, being able to go out and experience, you know, so many things, but then also, uh, get to escape that when I want to and, mm -hmm. and come home and, and feel, uh, my community. And, um, you know, it really does keep me grounded and, I kind of have the best of both worlds uh, to be able to, you know, just experience all these things. It's, it, I'm really so grateful for that. What are your thoughts on the relationship between Montreal and Toronto? 
And like, how would you describe the relationship between those two cities? So it's interesting, I think, from my perspective, because um, being uh, indigenous, being Mohawk, um, and also having such close ties to Montreal, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself, um, you know, as influenced by the uh, French culture of Montreal. But mind you, I'm still very much uh, intertwined with that from living here. Uh, so when I do go to Toronto and um, and being there, it's almost like I'm able to experience things from like each perspective. Um, I can see a lot of the similarities um, and the differences. Uh, so it's almost like seeing these two interesting places and being able to appreciate both what they have and both what they offer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's powerful. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they both, there's both such a beautiful and diverse, um, like artists, particularly if we're going to um, look at the music side of these cities. Uh, and it's just so interesting, like how, how these artists, you know, come about and in even all the genres they cover, it's, it's really remarkable. And I like how you described it, because I think, when you ask the question to somebody about the relationship between Montreal and Toronto, it really does depend on the lens that you're looking at it through, you know, and, and I think one of the most common lenses can just be around English and French. And that's the difference. And that's kind of where it ends. Or there's that industry perspective where it's like, okay, well, more infrastructure is in Toronto. And then it's like, oh, it's more creative and, and more artistic in Montreal. And that's another lens people put on it. Um, but I, I think in the way you've described it, you've shared a few different lenses that are really important to consider that there, there are these like distinctions and there's these commonalities and it's, it's so layered. Yeah, exactly. And when thinking of these cities, that's the exact thing I think of, you know, Montreal has this more artistic vibe going on. And then exactly Toronto has the resources and, um, and like I said, they have such similarities, um, but they also have these differences, which make them unique in their own way. And I think in any type of relationship, when you have such similarities, but just a little bit of differences that kind of uh, make you unique, you're always going to compete and try to butt heads. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Well, it's enough, it's enough in common, you know, enough common ground to connect and enough contrast to have, like to create some tension and drama and, and innovation through, through collaboration. Yeah. So I, I see that. Um, I want to ask you what your thoughts on are on how connected the two cities are. So, you know, like the, the distinction from, you know, the, your description of how you see both cities, but how connected do you think Montreal and Toronto are? Well, I think they're really connected, um, especially through, uh, like how accessible both cities are, you know, um, 
I was having a conversation with uh, a friend who actually lives maybe about an hour, an hour and a half away. And they were just saying how lucky I, I have it that, you know, there's an international airport in Montreal. You know, it's, it's so easy to, um, to travel and get to these places. Uh, so same thing for Montreal and Toronto. It's like the, uh, you're able to travel and it really makes it, uh, you know, ideal, especially for the entertainment industry to, to work in these places and even, even to travel as in like tourism. So it really, they have these, um, it allows them to be, you know, experienced by so many people. Um, and even that with their shows and festivals, there's so many shows and festivals that are always going on in both cities. And I think that really connects them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there is a real draw to both cities, both like locally and and internationally. And I think that that those festivals and the art that's being created and it it really is like such a attractive force and and so powerful to to consider the way that that creates opportunity locally as well. And, and then I'm really interested in like how th- that attractive force that both cities have through the things that they put on, whether it's Carabana in Toronto or the jazz festival in Montreal as like two really big examples draws so many people from around the world, but creates opportunities locally but what kind of opportunities can those also create between the two cities and to the degree it has created some connection exactly and even from uh say an artist whether you grew up in these cities you're exposed to uh to all of these exactly like opportunities and if you're an artist who wants to pursue these things then you would travel or want to uh, live in one of these cities so that in itself um, how it produces artists or how it appeals to artists uh, they have similar connections in that way too so we've talked a lot about the connections between the two cities um, but we definitely know that all that's possible between Montreal and Toronto hasn't been achieved. What do you think are some of the things that might be getting in the way of the connection between the two cities? Um, Well, I would go even from just personal experience, um, being someone who doesn't speak French uh, in Montreal, that's been quite difficult uh, to pursue certain jobs and even work uh, in Montreal. Um, So I think the language barrier definitely does have some difficulties. I mean, people are bilingual, which is awesome, but there are some difficulties there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, that in itself uh, has been really difficult uh, for me to try to, uh, to try to do certain things that require, you know, speaking French, um, Mm-hmm. So I would think something, something regarding, uh, you know, the language barrier. That's something that's yeah difficult. It, it is a reality because it's it's part of also what makes Montreal and makes Quebec like a 
a, a really vibrant place is is the diversity of languages and, and French being one of those, but there's a range of languages in, in the province, you know, that are really important to the culture. And there's been such a, a focus on investing, like the, the level of investment and in infrastructure that's built around um, Quebecois culture and like French language is, is really uh, massive, you know, and is yeah. an example of like the type of investment that um, a range of communities should really be seeing as well you know yeah and i mean i i can appreciate uh obviously wanting to um wanting to you know practice your your language but as someone who's indigenous uh you know i my community also struggled with uh you know trying to to create more mohawk speakers so I, I think it it's also uh, you know wanting to open up wanting to open up and include other people. Uh, it doesn't necessarily involve completely imposing just the the one language. Yeah. Um, and being bilingual, it's kind of you know like a two way street. Yeah, and I think that's a really important point because I, I think that when we look at the level of investment, like imagine there was that type of infrastructure that say supported Mohawk language and culture and creating those kind of opportunities where that you really do have those career options and the creative side. Um, and I think like the grant system, the media system that has you know invested in what's happening in Toronto in terms of just the the music industry here and the type of investment that you see in Quebec that if if that type of investment was also focusing on uh, protecting amplifying and just advancing indigenous cultures right across and indigenous nations right across the country like I think that's a really important thing that we need to be talking about and, and seeing action on yeah exactly um and you know just all the possibilities like something like that uh supporting indigenous artists and culture you know how it can really help so many people and and the country itself and shed light on so many things that uh you know have haven't actually been uh been spoken about or open about for for a while yeah and it's it's interesting because when you talk to people generally about montreal you don't think of of you know the mohawk nation as much you don't hear that you don't hear like when you're talking about you know your community being a 10 minute drive from downtown montreal like we, we talk about french when we think of montreal however like when you look at the history of the land like that's that's not the biggest part of the story and it's not the only part of the story exactly um and i think even just our history uh there there needs to be truth in that and there could be so many positive outcomes by just you know accepting that and trying to trying to support indigenous people and and just transparency on on history and exactly history of the land mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting too because when we talk about the relationship between Montreal and Toronto, you know the just the geographic nature, the rivers, the lakes, the the valleys, the shape of the land, and what that meant to nations that were trading, building community, and like it's it's there's a reason why those these two cities have flourished as like these major metropolises is, is because of what is there on the land and what's been there and the foundation that was laid. And and I think that uh, we're talking about it from the perspective in, in Montreal, but I think that it's a similar story in Toronto where, where there's an erasure of indigenous nations that were in this city and really laid the foundation for the type of city that it is. Yes, definitely. Um, and there are so many Indigenous artists that I feel uh, that deserve such greater platforms uh, and who even, you know, make art about these topics. And uh, that's another uh, another aspect of uh how beautiful and diverse that these cities are is that that there are these artists and you know we're trying to tell this story and uh and hopefully you know people will hear it it's been it's it's past time it's past time it's way way overdue so i'm i'm really happy that you're bringing um, your voice forward on this and it's a really important part of the conversation we can't talk about Montreal and Toronto without t talking about the indigenous artists and also like the real history of this land so really really yes. important that we are doing exactly. that what I want to ask is you know what becomes possible when we start to think of you know from imagination and just future possibilities when Montreal and Toronto as a music ecosystem become more connected? So I think it would give the opportunity to so many artists and, and cultures to come forward and have a, have a platform and have a voice and also creating support for people who may not have felt supportive and it really would lead by example and and create this um this system of support and mm -hmm. i think as any artist coming forward and regardless of who you are or where you come from support and feeling confident in what you do um, is such an important part in whatever you do and and when you put so much love and strength and and emotion and passion or energy into your work, you know, you you really want uh, a solid system to be able to help you um, help you put that work out and and tell your story. So I think it would really change so many people's lives, really. To mm -hmm. uh, to to be able to pursue their dreams and and perhaps inspire the next generation and then the generation after that
I really believe that to be true because I think that the the, the relationship between these two cities can, um, in, a, in a way that's, I think, pretty unique, spark a lot of what you've described. But I love the description that you said, system of support. And, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about the connection between Montreal and Toronto, it, it might be around, you know, opportunity to connect to other parts of the world or um, growth and audience or, you know, the, the diverse or kind of like innovative sound that can, can come through collaboration from both cities. But I haven't heard that description of um, like the growth in a system of support and how important that it is. Because it's like if you have all those other things, like you have all the venues and have all the studios and have all, you know, these opportunities, but don't feel part of a system of support then then what value are are all of those things it's it's they're they're amplified in value when you have that yeah and sometimes you don't have access to um things that can help you you know pursue whatever it is that you're doing um i'm so grateful that i kind of lucked out in certain situations uh where i've met some amazing people who are so amazing and kind and helped me out um whether or not that was in you know actually DJing and and learning the equipment or even just how to um present yourself in a professional way and and um how to market yourself you know every aspect of um of that is so important and um, having conversations and even just sharing knowledge can really mean so much, um, mm -hmm. especially if you're starting out or if you don't know how to start out. So it's really a, an important, an important thing to help and, and share knowledge and collaborate with one another. Yeah. And, and that support can have really practical value, like what you're saying, whether it's um, key knowledge and information that can make a big difference or uh, opportunities as well so that that that's a really important contribution to this conversation um i wanted to ask you quite a different type of question which is you know if, if someone from toronto was interested in learning more about what's going on in montreal or getting a feel for it or connecting what are some of the um, places they, that you would say to start, whether it's like artists to check, platforms to look at, um, even places to, to physically go in the city. Um, it doesn't have to be comprehensive. It's just like, what are some of those things that come to mind that you would introduce them to? Sure. So I would love to introduce everyone uh, to Music Nomad. Uh, I'm so fortunate and grateful to have had the opportunity to work with Music Nomad. Um, they support and um, they create a platform for Indigenous artists uh, to uh, share music. And also they put on shows with, you know, so many interesting artists from uh throat singers to uh, bands and guitar players. I have seen such amazing shows through Music Nomad. 
And they actually have a virtual platform called Nika Moen, where you can, um, you know, discover these Indigenous artists and and stream their music and find ways to support them. Some of my absolute favorite artists here in Montreal, uh, Nid. So they are two-spirited Cree and Ojibwe artists and everything from their sound to just their visual performance is stunning. Mm. Um, I really, it's, it's breathtaking actually, just the show that they put on. Um, I really strongly recommend everyone checking out Anachnid. Um, Eve Parker Finley is also another Montreal artist that I love so much. Um, she's just so funny as well on social media. Hmm. Uh, so definitely check out uh, Eve's stuff. Um, and Spaces, some of my favorite festivals here in Montreal. I love anything that also combines the visual art Um and street art those are some of my absolute favorite things that inspire me so under pressure montreal is a graffiti uh, festival that incorporates hip-hop music and and just like everything about graffiti and it's it's just such a fun ambiance to be in um, also, Mural Fest, another uh, mural art festival that incorporates fashion and music and art. So interesting just to be able to interact with even small business owners. And it's it's really one of my favorite festivals. And I... I'm such a big fan of New Tech Montreal. Mm -hmm. So I love technology and combining that with with music. And New Tech Montreal has the most unique visual performances combined with music and how they bring different DJs. And it's always just something that's really spectacular. So these are all of my favorite Montreal artists and, and festivals and um, platforms. That's amazing. I think those are incredible places to start. And I can definitely echo what you're saying because um, those are those are all artists, festivals, and just um, platforms that you shared that, that are incredible places to start. So I appreciate yeah. you sharing that. Thanks. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit of everything, you know, your art, your electronic music, indigenous, online platforms, technology. That that is Montreal. Oh, uh, get a put in and that's your Montreal trip. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, the, right there, too, like what I love about what you've covered is that all of those um everything you've mentioned branches out, whether it's the artist platform festival. So you, you know, you connect to um, any of what you've mentioned and you're going to start to find other artists. You're going to find other venues, you're going to find other experiences. So 
that's the that's the key to why we ask that question is is really getting getting people sparked on where to go with it. Um, it feels so nice to also speak about uh, <laughs> events and artists and festivals, uh, especially you know being deprived of these experiences. It, just talking about everything, I have like the biggest smile on my face. Like, oh my god, these yes. places! I love this place and these people. It, it does feel like possibility is is opening and possibility is expanding and and that um it's not so much like uh when will this ever open again or when will we ever be able to experience that um and and feeling a cloud of uncertainty over that like it just feels like the kind of cloud is clearing and and it we're we're getting there like and it's and it's exciting because the the connection is is so needed like you can't just try to do even when you think about it like everybody you've connected with digitally over this time of like physical isolation for the most part i'm sure it's people that you have had you know real experiences and real connections with you know and then the digital is just kind of like that supplement in a lot of times to to reinforce that so getting back to that is something that's that i'm excited about as well yeah, so am I. I. I actually really love the virtual connections, uh, but nothing beats real life. Real life in general, you know, just everything about it. Yeah, exactly. It's that. It's that compliment, right? It's that compliment mm -hmm. when we have both that. Then, then the possibilities really expand. Um, I wanted to ask you, from a very personal perspective. What is the biggest shift that could happen in the relationship between Montreal and Toronto that would benefit you the most in the work you do and impact you the most in a positive way? So for the work that I do, I think getting the opportunity to uh, play events out in, you know, another city, um, whether if that was some form of uh, like venue that, you know, brings in people from both cities and, you know, creating like a networking space. Um, I think networking is so important and, um, and just having that guidance for, uh, you know, bringing something uh, to a different city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's an important thing that you're highlighting is is that infrastructure for both like showcasing and for the networking, creating those connections between the two cities, and and those kind of that kind of infrastructure being there that's intentional about Montreal and Toronto coming together, um, and and creating that avenue for you to, you know, as an artist that's based in around Montreal, like to, to be here, there, what's, what's your avenue to be in Toronto? What is, and, and how, how do we make that more possible for more artists? Yeah. And I, I have connected through uh, some people virtually and they're trying to work in um, things like that, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, trying to create a collective of Indigenous artists or even just uh, female artists, you know, and try to create opportunities for them. 
um, and and how to kind of do that or make that transition um, when you don't necessarily know how to do something like that, you know, having someone that you could turn to and, and guide you. Um, and once again, just share knowledge is so beneficial and, and definitely, um, you know, essential for trying to do something like that. Well, what I love in these conversations that we've been having that I hear and what you're saying is that that work is happening, that people are thinking about that and and are trying to create the connections and opportunities between the two cities. And it's it's amazing how often, um, you know, individuals or small collectives um, are working on that, sometimes aware of how many other individuals and collectives are moving in the same direction, but often unaware of of how much momentum there actually is. So it's cool to hear you know, I, I rarely hear someone say, you know, I haven't, haven't thought about the connection between Montreal and Toronto or or even crazier is the amount of, I almost never talk to anybody who um, hasn't been a part of like real conversation or real initiatives to to make that happen and, and to foster that connection. Yeah, and these... Um... I guess collectives and things like that, they really are so important. Um, even if it's just for, you know, safety of the artist, mm-hmm. safety of the person, you know? So um, I think that things like that and, and collectives should see how important that is for an independent artist or anyone trying to do something or, or make that that um, transition. Uh, how important it is for for that artist. And that can't that cannot be understated when you talk about how important it is to create safety in that connection between the cities, and that the the opportunities have that lens on it. That the infrastructure that's built being built has that lens on it, because it, it's not a given. Exactly. And we need to have safe space for Indigenous artists. We need to have safe space for our LGBTQIA2 plus artists and our female Indigenous artists. You know, it's it's something that really does need to be brought brought up. And it, it's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has to be a part of the foundation. Um, it can't be uh, add-on or afterthought. Exactly. Now, I want to ask the, the question of your own contribution. And what is it that you think you can contribute to strengthening the relationship between Montreal and Toronto? And it can be something very simple, something small scale or larger scale. But how do you see yourself Um, contributing to the growth of that ecosystem? I would consider just trying to, um, you know, incorporate the two, whether it's even just marketing and connecting with people who, um, who share similar experiences, you know, collaboration is so important. Um, it really is. Uh, so 
either trying to find people and bringing them together and becoming, you know, a strong collective, that is something that I've seen personal success with. And mm -hmm. if I see anyone who, you know, who I like see in myself that they could use some help, I'm always trying to help and and include them and and see what i could do even if it's just you know sharing a little bit of information so important yeah that that is the bedrock of it all right like it's it's people connecting with people it's that willingness to reach out that willingness to share that is anything else that comes after that uh, infrastructure level and all that really come is born in that kind of space so i think that, that that's like appreciated to that you share that because that we really that's the spotlight and i think regardless of what it is that you know any, any individual's role in the music industry is and how much impact or resources or influence they may or may not feel they have that part is something that we can all contribute yeah, and it's really important to um, see it from that perspective and kind of deconstruct those walls, um, allowing, you know, other people to kind of infiltrate the industry and create more jobs and opportunities. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, definitely a positive thing that uh, that is needed. Absolutely. I, I have one last question for you, which is, about the conversation itself. So I wonder now that we've been talking for a little while about the relationship between Montreal and, and the possibilities and potential of seeing the music ecosystem between those two cities really growing, how has having this conversation uh, maybe opened up some thinking on it, shifted a perspective, added some energy or momentum to you? How, what is the impact of this conversation for you? So for me personally, um, I really did connect with so many of the questions and I and I really enjoyed, you know, speaking about these things. Um, it definitely makes me want to uh, pursue greater things uh, that are not just necessarily um, geared for just my city and my space. Um, and to see what else is out there and who else is out there and to create more connections and also learn. I think knowledge is so important. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many things to learn about different cultures and different cities. And I mean, I think the resources are all out there and we just have to experience them and 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 figure things out amazing well i really appreciate you being a, a part of this conversation for all that you brought to the thinking on the relationship between montreal and toronto and just yeah thank you for being a part of this this is amazing thank you so much for having me and this was really such a beautiful uh, beautiful organized conversation so thank you for for you know, asking these things and 
also allowing me to to you know bring an indigenous voice to to this conversation. Thank you for listening to this conversation and connecting with what we do through Convene. Gratitude to the team behind this series on the music ecosystem between Montreal and Toronto, Nabil Shash, Alicia Roberts, Martine Anon, and Sebastian Miller. For more resources on this conversation, go to watervision.com, watrvision.com. This project is funded by Factor, the Government of Canada, and Canada's private radio broadcasters.